Hey, good evening, everyone. Good afternoon to some. It might be it might be nighttime where you are or the morning, but I just want you to know I'm so excited that you have joined the Blended Family Playbook. This is your boy, Marcus Holmes, your next door neighbor, your brother, your nephew. Yeah, I'm taking it from you, Kirk. I, I am your grandson. I'm your friend. But what I am ultimately trying to do is help you blend your family, your career, your life, where you're not having to leverage one for the success of the other. So I just want you to know we have an amazing show coming to you. We have a power couple in Tristan and Cece Sutton. Um, they're waiting in the lobby area. I'm looking at them right now and they look fabulous. They look A1, they're amazing. So I just want you to know this, that we want you to join the conversation. I want you to share this and hey, it's going down, right? Little bit of background about me. If you've never heard of the blended family guy, I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, background, right? So I am from Albuquerque, New Mexico, born and raised. Uh, from there, went to North Carolina, went to North Carolina A&T, graduated. That's where I met my wife. Um, at the time, her daughter, um, which is my daughter, and I've never referred to my daughter in in the form of a stepdaughter. She's mine, all mine. Um, she was five at the time. By the time we got married, she was seven, and the rest is history. Um, she even looks like me, and I love it when people tell me that. I don't have to share with them that she is not my biological, but when I gave her my heart, when I allowed her to be completely my daughter, absent of having my DNA, I believe that there was a, uh, I, I almost want to say a, a Jesus married us in the spirit in terms of her being my daughter, me being her dad. And again, we have an amazing relationship. I talk to her more than she does her own mom. You know why? I think she likes me better. So don't tell my wife that. Now, from there, we moved to Dallas, or actually by the time we got married, I was in Houston. So we've been here in Houston about 18 years. This ministry is for people, and I call it a ministry because we're here to serve. Um, it's here for people that have not had the opportunity to see that you can blend, you can have a blended family, you can have a blended career, you can have that main job, that side hustle, a great marriage, wonderful kids, and you're not leveraging one against the other. It's about the harmony. So that's what we're going to be. That's what we're going to be talking to um, Cece and Tristan about today is how do you blend that without being without faking on social media like you got it all together? We're going to be talking about that. So we have some really powerful questions. What I like about this team is they're transparent. Um, Tristan, I think, missed his second calling because he is a comedian in his own right. Um, his wife is a, is a fashionista, diva, world-class dancer. Me and my wife are going to get a chance to practice with her, although my wife knows um, she's the one who, who got all the rhythm uh, in the family, so she loves that kind of stuff, and I'm just trying to tag along. But I'm just telling you, it's going to be a great show. So here's the deal. I want you to like, share, join us, join the conversation, share it with your family, your friends, because you know what? 
everybody is trying to figure out how to blend family, work, career, and make it happen successfully. I'm telling you, it can be done. This couple's doing it. We're doing it. Are we perfect? Nope. Do we make mistakes? Yep. So join the conversation, join the family, like Marcus Holmes, the blended family guy, all of that you're going to learn through this conversation. So again, like, share, we're about to bring the power couple on board. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Tristan and Cece Sutton, hey. how are y'all doing? Doing good in yourself? We're doing great. Beautiful Sunday. Indeed. Beautiful Sunday. All Sounds like well. you said my wife was captain of the twerk team. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Tristan, you know, here's the thing. Your wife is an amazing dancer. I've seen the videos. I believe now she's elevating her platform where she's now emceeing and 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 I'm, I would assume probably a judge. But I saw that. I'm going to tell you, I don't know how y'all do it. But but Cece, one minute I see you, um, you know, creating your own brand with your, you know, you're always marketing some clothing and, you know, diva status. Tristan, one minute you're in Houston, next minute you're you're um you're in, I believe, in DC helping people with Facebook ads. Oh, we're gonna touch we're gonna touch on this because either you have a twin that also has green eyes, Tristan. <laughs> I, I don't know, you green eyed bandits. I, I don't know, but what's going on here? What's going on? Lens craft and bought some colored contacts and bacon. I don't know. He's team too much. That's all I know. Hey, oh, and you see Taria, my 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 social media manager from my, me and my family. She says hello. Hey, hey Taria. <laughs> yeah, and I see another part of my social media team is Colette. Colette, hello to you as well. Man. So let's let's dive in, right? Because we're right before the Golden State game. I think your cousin Steph Curry is gonna beat LeBron again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, I got you, Tristan. We got to get on with it before the game comes on. But let, let's let's start with it here. Give us a little background on how you guys started, where you met. Um, give the audience a chance to 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 find out about you. Give us a little background there. Absolutely, absolutely. So you know, I was a young college man. Saw an attractive lady, shot my shot, then she she rejected me. Ah. But you know, a great street philosopher coined it best. Back then, didn't want me. Now I'm hot, all on me. Oh, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's always another side to every story. But to take you back even further, we're both native Houstonians. Okay. Acres, Acres, hub, Cap, Takers, right here. Acres, home. Acres and home. I'm from Great Point. And um, he went to Eisenhower. I went to Nimitz High School. So for those from the north side representing, you know, where we're from, uh, we've been here all of our lives. And as he mentioned, we met in college. He was off at Texas A&M and I was at University of Houston. And we were both a part of a really awesome program called En-ROADS. And for those who don't know what En-ROADS is about, En-ROADS was or still is an organization that helps um, everyday people, minorities get jobs in corporate America. And I will just say that that was a very transformative program for the both of us. And I believe that it really helped to shape who we are and what we do now today. So we are very grateful for En-ROADS and our awesome staff that helped us yeah. grow our wings. Yeah. 
but Absolutely. did protect me in college. Uh, so, <laughs> so we're just gonna make this real sweet and to the point. You know, I thought he was a very handsome guy. I did. I had just pledged in my defense. So, mm. you know, when uh, ladies just pledge, you know, we be on some other stuff sometimes. Just, just maybe a little bit. But we were <laughs> always good friends. And I'm gonna tell you, uh, we were friends all throughout that program. And right when he graduated, he said, you know, Cece, um, let me take you out to dinner sometime. Yeah. All right. And I said, you know, my sister gotta eat, so whatever, you know. Let's go to dinner. <laughs> no big deal. For free. <laughs> he did. He have changed payway. It's still <laughs> there was an upgrade on that, you know, because we was just fresh out of college, yeah. so that was a big deal. But um, you know, that night he had awesome conversation. You know, that night it was just it. It was he wasn't what I thought he was. You know, sometimes we'd be thinking we know what y'all about and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, we try to put off the rest, but sometimes it's okay in their friend zone. Sometimes you know you can lure them back out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm glad he mentioned that, Marcus, because honestly, what I really loved about what we did do is that we truly had a friendship first. Right. We really got to know each other in the friendship space without any of these expectations. Because you know, dating now it's about like, what can you do for me? What's mm-hmm. up? What I'm gonna get out of it? And we didn't go through that phase. We genuinely enjoyed each other's friendship, and because of that, we still have that today. 11 years. 11 years. Absolutely. I, I see that. And I think that's what's um, so genuine about it is I see uh, the friendship. I do see that. I see that you guys are having fun. Um, I, I'll tell you, you have a whole lot of social media hypocrites. You have a whole lot of social media fakers. And they're, they're really trying to build this separate persona that's different from the real and I just I and now and again I've met with with Tristan. We broke bread together. Um, Cece, I think me and my wife were on your show, your guys' show um, uh, last year. Yes. I will tell you, it's just in, it's enjoyable to watch you guys through social media. So um, really excited about about touching on that. How do you guys keep the fire going? Right? I mean. Um, Cece, you're doing your thing. Tristan's doing his thing, but I always see Sutton's in the city. You know, <laughs> how do y'all make that work, right? Yeah. Because she, you know, she's always dragging me somewhere, you know, somewhere to eat, somewhere to go shopping. Marcus, you like don't that. believe that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, I think really what happened was kind of like to your point, you know, we just started cataloging our life on social media, primarily Facebook, and saying, hey, you can be African-American and still happily married um, and enjoy life still without the facade or the facetiousness. So, you know, it really just started off when we lived in a suburb of, of Houston. For those that aren't from Houston now, we lived in Katy, but everything we did was in the city. So it's like a 35, 40 minute drive to get into the city. <laughs> so we'd always say sons in the city if we ever came in for lunch, dinner, brunch, you know, an event, things like that. So that's kind of how that formed. And, you know, honestly, it was not by way of trying to become something big in social media, because at the time when we started it, it was just genuinely telling people, you know, where all the good spots are at. You know, we've always enjoyed connecting with other people, networking, hanging out. And so we thought that that would be an excellent way to just let people know, you know, what's going on right here in your city. Houston is awesome. We have a big love for Houston because this is our home. We're native to here. But um, it really just started off with us just simply sharing. And I think that that's how people have grown to connect with us because in everything that we try to do, we try to share and try to uplift and try to um, help people feel like, 
it's not always about a dollar. You know, we're really, really big on relationships and the best way to connect with someone is to meet a need. Absolutely. So, Hey, I'm hungry on a Sunday. Where them Suttons at? Where they going? You know, let's see where they at. That's really how it really started. I actually got a Facebook messenger today. Uh, so I was like, hey, where's some good brunch spots? I'm ready to go out and eat. I'm off my meal plan. <laughs> we get that all the time. We really do. And we love it because what it means is that we built a community around this. And the beautiful thing about it is, you know, is that I can say, honestly, we now have like more friends off of just meeting on Facebook. A lot of people we've never even met before. Um, but because we built that community of just sharing and having fun and just connecting with people, it's really blossomed into yeah. something beautiful. Absolutely. I agree. And, and I just put that out there. So I'm just letting y'all know, I love little sound bites like the one you just gave. That was a little nugget right there. The best way to connect to someone is to meet their need. And initially, you, I, I, and, and again, you weren't trying to be um, social media mavens like you are now, right? But you were just trying to have some fun, share. And I will tell you, um, I believe even though we met initially through Kyra and her Imagine Excellence Foundation, I believe, Tristan, I've reached out to you because I think we connected on Facebook after, but I, I didn't speak with you for, I think, probably another um, four or five months. But you know what, how we got connected? I kept seeing Sutton's in the city. You were eating somewhere in Memorial City with one of your clients. You had just had lunch with them, and I think you had inked the deal. And I said, I got to meet this guy. I love it because I love good food, and he's talking business, yeah. and he's blending it all together. That's and right. I like that. So, That's absolutely. it. Absolutely. We call that social proof. So you let the world know what it is you got going on. So... I believe social media is one of the greatest connectors out there because if you think about traditional connection, you got networking events, LinkedIn, you got to go hand out 20, 30 cards, go meet at Starbucks or whatever. But if we may have a friend connection on social media, we get to expedite that note, like, and trust factor, right? So you're going to see me and my wife out eating. So, man, you know, I kind of get to know Tristan. You know, he's, he's dedicated to his wife, you know. Um, I see him doing business. So I kind of like this guy. He seems like he's serious about his business. And then, well, if people are doing business with him, then I guess I could trust him. So it expedites that no like and trust factor. So Oh, I love it. I love it. Social proof expedites. Oh, this is another. Y'all going to have to help me every now and then. I might slow up a little bit because and I type about 120 words a minute. But y'all, some of this, this is good. So I'm getting y'all tweet this. All right. When the Suttons give you something I, we're going to I'm going to teach you how to tweet what the Suttons are saying, what I'm saying, because it's going to be in less than what is it? One hundred and twenty characters. So, look, social proof, it expedites the no like and trust factor. That is that solid. I love it. That's a good one. Y'all, it's up on the screen. So make sure you you retweet that again. Man, um, good. Oh, thank you. Oh, and I see. Oh, let's let's say. Let's say hello to some of the people that have joined. Um, we have, uh, man, wow, we have good evening. I love you guys, such wonderful and lovely spirits. We have Kimberly Jones, hi, the Suttons. It's been a while. I miss you all. Let me show you. <laughs> we missed you too. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. And oh man, this is good. Okay, all right. People are sharing it. I love it. Hey. 
So this is one, I'm going to bring this up. Um, this is one of the agenda items I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, bring it up. It, it, all right. So, so Tristan, here, just a little bit of background based on this question. It says in 2017, 40 to 50% of marriages ended in divorce. Mm. CC Tristan, I want y'all and I want, and, and more so Cece, you're the, you're the wife coach. Love the blog, love what you post on Facebook. Thank I can tell it resonates with people. Um, and I'm letting you know, I read them. So I know if I'm, I know I'm not the only one and, and me telling you that doesn't amount to a hill of beans. But again, it's social proof when you see the likes and the shares, yeah. right? Yeah. And speaking of all the followers or watchers right now to help support Marcus on this mission, share this video so he can get more organic reach and more people can hear his message because that's how Facebook works. The more likes, shares, comments, it boosts it up and says, hey, people like this, so we'll show it to more people. So go ahead and do that right now for Marcus. Absolutely. Thank you, Tristan. And see, guys, we're going to be touching on this. So I, I love giving back. The reason why I have this show is to give back to people for family help, business help, relationship, life. Guys, women, if you're needing a wife coach, you have to reach out to CC Team, if you're needing some Facebook ad help, if you're needing, I want you to go to, you know what, Tristan, give a little commercial about what you do. Cece, we're going to do the same. You got but it. In terms of business, go ahead, touch on that real quick in terms of what you do. Absolutely. So I am a marketing strategist with Tristan Sun Consulting. I help entrepreneurs use Facebook ads to find their target market and keep their message in front of their audience consistently and strategically to grow their revenue. Man. So what he's what 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 he's saying is you, you want to make some money using Facebook, which is the largest and the I, I would say it's the Goliath in the industry in terms of marketing for the amount of money that you have to input. Y'all better get on the train now. Get with Tristan, because for a few dollars a month, not not for what he charges. Now, I'm talking about the Facebook ads. <laughs> Now, Tristan ain't a few dollars a month. I'm just telling y'all, all right, this is good work, but I'm just telling you, he's going to teach you how you can invest in Facebook versus paying thousands of dollars to traditional marketing and your reach is going to be targeted. So y'all get with Tristan. I'm going to make sure before the broadcast is over that you have his contact info. But back to the question, CC, 40 to 50 percent of marriages end in divorce. How, you know, is, how is your ministry, your platform helping to alleviate and fight that? You know, I think something that we're missing when it comes to this marriage thing is that preparation is key. I, very few of us spend the time actually preparing for the the rough spots that we know will come. Not if, not when. But we know it's going to actually come. And I think that we think when we first get married, we believe what TV and the media tells us, you know, love will get us through all of it and it will be a beautiful thing. But unfortunately, a lot of us don't even have a really clear understanding of what love is all about because we think being in love, which is a feeling, is going to be the main thing that's going to help our marriage stay together. And you and I both know, Tristan, Marcus, all of us know that when you get on this other side, that feeling thing comes and goes and here and there. And we just really fail to realize that if we don't have a game plan to help us through those turbulent times, 
it's going to be a very, very rocky road, very rocky road. And we also come in with the misconception that if we do have disagreements or arguments, then it, it, we must not be compatible. It must not be meant to be. So we give up too quickly. Way too quickly. We haven't even given it a chance. And so I decided to really take this blogging thing that started off again, just sharing. I just wanted to express my truth as a wife. Um, you know, Tristan and I both come from single parent homes. We didn't know the first thing about really trying to make a marriage work. So we really immersed ourselves in as much premarital counseling and camps and whatever we could put our hands on. We were in it because we really, really wanted to make sure that we were prepared to get through the rough spots. I've never heard anybody say that they're divorcing someone because they're happy. No one says that. Everybody's divorcing because they're upset and they don't know how to get through these tough spots. So my focus as a wife coach is really on those who are engaged in a serious relationship, really about to hit that line where they're ready to get married. And I'm there to help them prepare. I'm there to help them set the stage for the happily ever after. And we really focus on four key areas. If you can get these four key areas down in your marriage, the likelihood of it surviving surpasses way past these numbers that we're seeing um, in the media. And those primary key areas that I focus on are number one, communication, number two, connection, Number three, sex. I spell it with a C. Whoop, whoop. You like that, right? And then the last one is <laughs> the last one, and it should certainly be the first as well, is Christ. I will tell you, this marriage right here has only survived on the foundation and the principles of what we know to be Christ-centered. Mm -hmm. And that is what I focus on. So for those of you who ladies who have that uh, belief system, that background, want to really get an understanding of what it takes to keep this marriage thing going, I'm your wife coach and I'd love to sit down with you. But um, it takes a village. Just like we say it takes a village to raise a child. Heck, it takes a village to raise a marriage. And I'm not <laughs> talking about your mom or your aunties and your best friends. I'm not talking about going to all of them. In fact, that can be very detrimental to your marriage, sitting down and calling up your girlfriend and your mama about your marriage. Mm. I'm talking about, you know, having that trusted advisor, whether that be your your pastor or someone who is very, 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 very sound in the principles of what makes a marriage work. Wow. And, you know, every now and then Tristan and I have to go to that go to. But Absolutely. one thing you will never catch us doing is picking up the phone and calling mama or calling our best friends or anything like that. And not because we're secretive, because as you've come to find Marcus, we share very candidly and very openly, but at the same time, you have to guard your marriage. You have to guard your marriage. If you leave it wide open, even those who mean well or that you think mean well can bring the demise to your marriage. They really can. Absolutely. And unintentionally or, or intentionally, let's, let's be straight up honest Absolutely. here. All right. All right. I know some, I know some guys and I know some women for both y'all, they they looking at y'all like little snacks. They they ready to try to drive a wedge any way they can. <laughs> Come on, Mark. Come on. So I, I I agree. I agree. Um, man, we got pe people are talking about when Christ is at the center. Your marriage, you, you know, Colette. I completely agree. Taria, it takes a village. You know what? Here's what I want to do. Make sure that before we move on, I want to list those four key areas and. And I know one, um, four key areas for success in marriage. Give me one second. Sure. I'm gonna put, matter of fact, Taria, Colette, do this for me. When 
CC list these again. Can you go ahead, ink them, and then post them as a comment so people can catch this on the replay as well as in the feed? If you can do that for me, I, I, I would love it. So, Cece, can you list those four key areas again? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the first one is communication. And let me just elaborate a little bit on that. All of us are talking, but none of us are really communicating. Mm. And that communication, I drill down into it. And we talk about love and logic based communication versus emotion based communication. Yeah. Yeah. So communication is the first one. The second one is connection. Um, it's, it's very hard to have a happy marriage when you're not connected to that person. So we talk about how do you stay connected after all these years, after 11 years, how are you still connected? Um, the third thing that we talk about is sex. Please spell that with a C. I like that. C E X. <laughs> that's important. And we even delve off into the intimacy part of it, because as we all know, there's two components when it comes to this, the intimacy and the sex. And then the last one, and certainly the most important one is Christ. Absolutely. Talk about how it, it's just very important that you all are on the same page, as we say, equally yoked. Yeah. Um, what to do when one starts to stray away? Because it happens. You know, how do you keep each other grounded and centered when life gets real? Yeah. Man, that's good. That's some good stuff. So, Tari, I'm sure you got that. This actually brings up another call to action. Right. So here's what I want you to do. And this ties right into what I, I've created. It's called the six steps to a successful blended family. Mm -hmm. If you text the word family to the number 240-747-7115, you can, it'll give you an automatic download to a PDF that I created. And it's a little workbook, right? On And it helps walk you through the six steps. It's funny, Cece, outside of the sex, um, it touches on all those things, but I think I need to add a, a step number seven and, and I really need to make sure my wife reads it every day because that sex thing is so important. And I just, I just love it. It's so important. It's it is. So important. It so. is. And it's important that we have a realistic understanding of it. Like past all this foolishness that we are getting fed, like really getting a true understanding of the importance of it to your husband, to your wife, understanding what it looks like. Should I be, if I'm not doing it seven days a week, you know, is my marriage, you know, doomed, you know, getting past a lot of these preconceived notions and fallacies that were fed so we can release ourselves from these, these things that hold us back in our marriage, honestly. Exactly. Exactly. Party's perspective. Now, this is not definitive, but historically, it's been more of a need for men and a want for women. So, understanding that mindset when approaching it. Yeah, absolutely. No, and it's good. And I, I think um, the those four key areas are are so. I think if people, and that's why we got to get the message out um, on the preparation, the game plan. The blended family playbook. That's why we're touching on this because me and you, we all know we had some great marriage counselors when we first got married. I mean, they're amazing. They're still married, been married, I think now 55 plus years. Very transparent. They were awesome. But we didn't touch on the blended family aspect because we didn't know how deep that thing can run and how many, um, I'll say, tributaries. Um, can can make up a blended family. So, you know, we didn't talk about, okay, Marcus, if you, you have your corporate job, um, but you want to start, you have this dream of starting your own um, 
coaching practice. How do you make that work and still have a successful marriage? And you have this daughter um, that you've inherited by God's grace. Um, how do you make all that work? We didn't touch on that. So that's why I said, you know what? I've got to create this platform for people so they don't have to go through some of the hardships we went through. And Cece, Tristan, y'all are y'all. That's why you're here. I, I got to touch on something else. This is another you, you, and you answered it to perfection. And thank you, Colette. I'm going to put this up here real quick. The reason why I can't show up for too long is because it blocks the area um, for uh, um, being able to actually see these wonderful people. But there's your four key areas. It's communication, connection, sex with the C. <laughs> in Christ. All right. So there you have it. You can see it in the feed. Um, we're going to I want to ask you something else. And this is now moving on to the business side of things. OK, so here's what I want to I want to I want to I want to list. It says CNN Money states that 44 million Americans have side hustles and it's increasing. So Tristan, you have a successful insurance practice that um, I've seen. And, and here's the thing, guys. Here's the social proof with, with Tristan. I've never been to his insurance office, but I've seen him video from his insurance office. I've met his staff via social media, never met them personally, but he is making things move forward with that business. And now he's also being a consultant in social media. Tristan, how did you build the first one, the first business, where it's now, I, and I would assume it's helping support the second business, and it, how are you making that work? What did you do? Because that's the key. We already show that 44 million Americans have side hustles, and here's the other interesting thing. Eight out of 10 businesses in their first year go out of business, and I mean, they fail miserably. What did you do that's different? Please tell everybody. Oh, man. So prayed a lot. Got a lot of gray hairs from it right now. Um, but no, just um, I've been in the insurance industry for 14 years now, going on 15. And uh, they're totally separate. My consulting business and my insurance, I don't co-mingle. Um, but really just learning, um, studying it, being passionate about it, and then being blessed with a great team that can help me facilitate um, the high level of service I want for my clients and making sure that uh, they stay happy and also taking good care of my team as well. So really just managing, knowing the process that you need and always having some type of system and process in place. That's one of the main reasons why businesses fail because they don't have structure. So if you look at McDonald's, you can go to anyone across the nation, across the world, that Big Mac is going to be there at, at two all beef patties, or, you know, sesame seed bun, America, you know, special sauce, two pickles because they have a system and process so they can plug anyone in there. So if you're a business owner, you need to have something to where if you have someone leave, you can just plug someone in, they can still execute to your liking and your requirements. So that's how that started. I really was able to differentiate myself using social media. So, you know, the company I represent has over 430 agents selling the exact same thing to the same people. I was really only the ones using Facebook to differentiate myself. So a lot of entrepreneurs start catching on saying, hey, we see this is working for you. How are you doing it? So they say, if you're good at something, you should always build a business on it. <laughs> and if there's a need. So I built a consulting business to help 
small business owners use social media and also their other marketing strategies to build a brand that brings business. So that's how it all came together. And I love it. So, so it sounds like doing, you know, building your dream, it actually helps dovetail into other dreams. And at the end of the day, what I'm seeing is Tristan, by you helping people, it, it, your dream is furthered. And, and it's all about giving back, adding value. It's not about the, 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 the selfishness of it, right? You're helping people. I mean, insurance, you're helping people. Um, the social media aspect, helping businesses. And again, guys, I'm just telling you, he, he, I want y'all to key in on something, small business owners. If you're not using social media, you will not survive in today's time. I don't see how you can do it through radio and television, although it's great. But the statistics are showing that non-traditional advertising markets are not the way to go. It's social media and they're doing it. And that's why you're seeing so much. Um, you, you got Hulu, you got Comcast doing on demand now. It, and so everything is going online. Everything has a social media aspect. And so, you know, Tristan, yeah. what would you tell the person that is wanting to start that's in corporate America, wants to make their side hustle? eventually their main hustle, but they got a family and they want to jump, but they're a little, they're, they're afraid. How do you, how do you hedge your bet? Because again, when you have a family and you're supporting them, you can't just go out there, you know, all willy nilly and say, Hey, I'm going to start a business. So how, how, what would be your, your uh, advice? Right. So two things I want to go back to where, how you're talking about social media is important. And then I'll address that question. Um, if you're an entrepreneur in 2018 and not using social media to get your brand out there or get acquired clientele, you probably still have a blockbuster card. <laughs> what I mean by that is you you have that mentality where Redbox and Netflix, oh, I'm not worried about that. Or even let's say the Polaroid mentality where I'm not really worried about digital pictures because people still want film. Well, let's see what those two businesses are. When's the last time you made it a blockbuster night? Don't worry. I'll wait. <laughs> When's the last time you actually touched a physical picture? So social media is that digital photo. It's that red box. It's that Netflix, Hulu. So if you're not moving in that direction, you know, you know, I, I pray for your success in the future. So and things may be going well right now, but things evolve and we have to evolve with it. So that's the to touch on that subject. Um, and in regards to people that are, you know, full on uh, full uh, employees looking to delve into entrepreneurship, if you already have something going, then find a way to make enough money to where you can replace your income before you jump out there on faith. I know everyone saw that video where uh, Brother Steve said, jump and build your wings on the way down. But Steve already had a nest full of dollars <laughs> to cushion that fall for Say that. So, um, you know, don't just believe what you see on social media because those bills get real. So work on your business to the point where, you know, you got enough income or maybe just maybe even if it's on the cusp of like, man, if I didn't have to work 40 hours a week, I could put that towards my business. I can supersede with the check that I'm already getting. So, you know, it's like Gary Vaynerchuk says, you know, you got to use your your evening time to work on your real job you know your nine to five is their job because you're building their dreams mm -hmm. now you have to come home eat fam eat, eat with your family do homework play with them but then 
you know, that 7 p.m. to maybe 1 a.m., that's your time to grind and work on your business. So then you can make that exit and your interest into your entrance into your destiny. Oh, I love it. I'm, I'm about to put that up there to build your business, your dream. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's good stuff. Guys, I want you to make sure you understand that. And, and Tristan, this is what I'm doing, right? I mean, I have my nine to five job and I work from, you know, it's, it's great. Yeah. However, I use that evening time. I don't ever mingle the two um, to build that other dream and the, the other income that I want and, and the value that I bring. And like I said, I will never, ever tell anybody to just like you said, just, hey, just just go for it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, that that's that 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 might that might your wife might not like that. <laughs> your kids might, you know, catch <laughs> yeah. you. I mean, you, it's, so it's hard to do sentence in a city with ramen noodles. I'm just saying. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. So, <laughs> the bills got to be paid, right? So I, you're spot on. Um, this this leads me to my next question: How do y'all do it, right? After it's all said and done, Tristan, you you have the insurance. Um, you know, the practice, you have your consulting, CC, your, and I'm going to, we're going to ask how you got into the whole fashion uh, model and, you know, giving advice type of thing. How do y'all do all that and still have time to make your marriage a successful one? Not just to us, but I mean, it has depth. It's, it's working. What are you doing? We're intentional. That's that's the big key to it. We're very, very, very intentional. We have very tough conversations, um, very candid conversations. First and foremost, um, we both understand that we have a purpose outside of just being husband and wife. Uh, we have accepted that we are community influencers. Um, we understand our role in this marriage to be, you know, uh, basically cultivating a community. I asked him probably about year five of our marriage. I said, hey, T, would you get more fulfillment out of life being a dad or would you be more fulfilled being a philanthropic leader? And when we both agree that being a philanthropic leader was our purpose for our marriage, we got a lot of clarity. And Love it. we did have to worry about, you know, oh, I think he wants babies. Oh, when, when does he, you know, we just put it on the table. What is it that you want for this marriage? What is our vision for our marriage? And since then, um, it, it, it we've been able to ebb and flow as these new elements come into our marriage. Because what you have to remember is, is that we both came from corporate America. We thought that when we met each other, he was going to be with that company and retire. And I was going to be with the company that I was with and retire straight lace, corporate permed hair. It was all good, you know, but um, God always, he already has the blueprint laid out. And what he asked us to do is seek him and, and, and following whatever that blueprint is. So we've been very open. We've taken a lot of risks. We've taken a lot of risks. <laughs> um, if you are really trying to pursue purpose, it's going to require you to say yes and no to some things that you never thought you would. But being able to say yes or no on a very strong foundation of prayer and asking God to give you guidance in that. So I'm going to tell you the intentional part of it has been a very big key. 
very candid communication, getting each other to understand that the woman that you met clearly <laughs> is not the same woman and it's okay because you will reap the benefits of that as well. I remember when, uh, before I became the blogger and speaker and model and dancer, you know, I was Cece Tristan's wife. She was just Tristan's wife. I was just Tristan's <laughs> wife. I, I gotta be real. And I was okay with that because that was the season that we were in. I married this man for the vision that he had for our family. Okay. So whatever I could do to help support that, I was going to do that. So I was that supportive wife that was at all the networking events and in the office on the weekends and trying to help him slang this insurance, you know, um, I, I, I played that role, but soon I found and contrary to popular belief, I did not go out looking for this. I promise you. But what started to happen is I started to come into my season of purpose and God started to show me that I had these talents and gifts and Tristan had to, you know, do a quick double, like, wait, you know, uh, I didn't know that this was a part of the package, you know, and though I'm sure he thought it was great, there were times where it conflicted with maybe the personal time that he's used to having, you know, so we had to sit down and say, okay, look, we're going to have to shift some things around so you can continue to pursue your purpose. I can continue to pursue my purpose, but we can meet back in the middle and still have a healthy sound marriage. And it, like I said, it takes being very intentional and some yeah. very difficult and candid conversations. It does, indeed. but it's okay because you only grow from there. Y'all, yeah. y'all got me. It, this is, um, I think a seminal moment where most people aren't willing to go when it comes to having a great marriage. Yeah. And when you said, I asked Tristan whether he would find more fulfillment out of having children or being a philanthropic leader. And y'all were honest with each other enough to where you said, because we all know society will say, unless you have some kids, mm. it ain't it ain't a marriage. It ain't a successful family. What do you mean? And I know y'all went through that. And I'm so glad that because you had your vision that you agreed on, how can two walk together unless they agree, right? Yeah. You guys said, you know what? A word about y'all. And to society about you being on them diapers and college tuition. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I, I, I y'all, this is so, I, I hope, Y'all, I need y'all to share this. So I'm going to say it again. All right. This is call to action again, guys. I need you to share this because Tristan and Cece have said something that I don't think I've ever heard from anybody I've interviewed or anybody that I've, I've listened to in recent memory that had that kind of frank, honest conversation. And I think that is so awesome. You guys have just went up a whole nother notch in my book because Guys, one, me and my wife, it's been six months, so I'm transparency, right? Transparency. We've been going so fast and furious this year that we're having our vision retreat this weekend, this upcoming weekend. We we just been going. And y'all, so I want you to understand, me and Chris, great marriage, but sometimes life, it gets in the way and you got kids with soccer games and, you know, it's the weekend. And finally, we just said, you know what? If we don't do it now, it's going to be December. <laughs> so we're having our vision meeting and our vision retreat now. But I want you to know, people that are listening, 
it doesn't matter when you have your vision retreat, you just need to have it and lock in you and your husband and be loaded and don't care what society says, what, you know, kind of the, the, the mood of the day is because this couple right here just shared some, I think some very matter of fact points of view um, that have, I would say it's propelled y'all because I do see the philanthropy. I see, look, the social proof has proved that what you just said is true, Tristan. Amen. I see. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I see. Um, that is, that's awesome. So y- y'all give, give some advice to the people that are out there. So we've heard about the business elements, the marriage elements, anything out there that our listeners need to know about that have kept you guys afloat when you either wanted to give up the business or to give up your marriage. What were some of those tough things that you need to share? You know, let, let us know what's going on there with that. Give us some never insight. Wanted give up, never wanted to give up the marriage. I mean, I sent it to a mama's house one night. Man, that's the most. Okay. <laughs> I left on my own. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. This is real talk. This is wife coach talk right here. Years one through three, you are going to learn a lot about yourself that you never thought even existed. I thought I was sweet as pie, but when I got up in this piece, years one through three were <laughs> they were a little turbulent. Number one, because we both are only children. Let's start there. Okay. Um, Let's start there. You got to merge those. Number two, we got married at 23 and 24. We were very mature for our age, yes, but there was still a lot of growth to be had there. And we were still defining who we were as individuals. And um, I think it's very important that you take into consideration that you're going to go through that process. It does not mean that your marriage is not successful or that you married the wrong person. It just means you have to really lock down and get on the same page. And I will tell you the number one thing, and you know this, the number one thing that has kept our marriage alive and happy, number one, is that we don't say the D word in our house. Absolutely. Just don't say it. Yeah. We just don't say it. Our counselor, you know, told us a long time ago, just... Whenever we sit down with him periodically, y'all haven't said the D word, right? Nope, we're good. Okay, just keep that word out of the atmosphere because once you start, once it comes out of your mouth, it becomes an option. Even if you don't say it, it it becomes an option. So let's just not even go there. Let's leave that off the table. Um, But number two, we had to learn how to truly communicate. And I had to learn how to communicate out of love and logic. This man is a very logical man. Very logical. He's numbers all day. You know, when we're having miscommunication, he's very calm. He's very, just like how you see him in business, that's how he is in our relationship. Well, years one through three, I wasn't quite that way. And I think that it stems from when we're younger as little girls, we're taught, get it out, cry, let it go. It's okay to be upset. Ugh. I, I thought I was marrying Claire Huxtable. <laughs> He did. Years one through three, she was Cardi B. <laughs> oh, oh, that's okay. Oh, oh. That's okay. I eventually started to evolve, but you know what? Back to my point about what we're taught as little girls, we take those same things and we become those women. Okay, we become those women, and you just have to take me as I am. That's just how I am, or I don't know what to tell you. Okay, all that, and men are taught as little boys, suck it up. You know, put some put some ice on it. You'll be all right, you know, and y'all close up. So even as adults, that's the way y'all are. So somehow we have to meet in the middle with this communication thing. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm about ran this man at our house 
with my communication style. You know, it was very, hey, you know, Green's point. It was, it was. And I know it's hard to believe because I, I really am a nice person, but when your emotions, when you allow your emotions to take over your marriage, it's a wrap. Yeah. So I really had to start praying, Lord, instead of praying, Lord, can you change this one over here? Because, you know, you know your child. My <laughs> prayer had to start being, Lord, you got to work on me. I know that you're going to, you know, adjust with him and things like that. But women, we really set the atmosphere. We really set the atmosphere for our relationship, for our home. And really, if we can't get this under control, we ain't going to really be able to get much else under control. So I tell you, the biggest thing that we learned is we learned how to communicate out of love. And Marcus, you've probably heard me share this before on one of my blogs, but the whole secret to out of love is it's our safe code. And what that means is no one likes to be caught off guard or by surprise. Right. And that also means even when there's difficult conversations, I don't need you just coming up to me saying, look, get it together. I don't, I don't need that energy. If you want to express something to me, you're upset. I need for you to first prepare me. And the way we prepare each other is we say, hey, T, mm -hmm. out of love. Already, he knows I'm coming to him about something that he's probably not going to want to hear. Okay. It's something that's obviously important to me. But what he first now has to do is he has to prepare himself to receive what I'm going to give him. So T, out of love, it really bothers me when you just leave your clothes everywhere around the house. Like I, I work hard to keep the house clean. Can you at least do your part and put things where they belong by the end of the day? Now, his response cannot be a tip for tat. Well, you do this, that, and the third, and I don't bother you about it. You know, his response can't be out of anger. His only response can be, CC, I understand. I apologize. I'll try to do better in the future. And we move on. We don't dwell on these things. We don't harp on it. We don't bring it back up, you know, five days later. Like you really have to, again, prepare for the tough conversations and the arguments. And we definitely want to always show love to Pastor Timothy Sloan over at the Luke. Mm -hmm. um, he was our marriage counselor at that time who married us. And he taught premarital. Yeah. And he taught us that method, the out of love method. So whatever your safe code is, whatever that is, get it, yeah. agree to it and never violate it. And shout out to Pastor Lorenzo Ewing. Yes. He also does some other marital counseling for us as well. With the Fellowship of Love Church. Yeah. He is outstanding as well. So Preparation. I, you know, I, I have career time. You know, I'm like, man, this is good. And 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 I got I got my good friend, Pastor Eric Anderson. His his his. My wife Cheryl needs to be here. This well, well, Pastor, um, it's gonna be on replay. But you said something that I think is um very true. My wife, I'm very um passionate. Very passionate. I mean, I'm passionate in everything, right? I mean, when we argue, I'm passionate. I'm like, babe, I'm, I'm not fussing. I'm just passionate in my delivery. But I had to learn something about Mrs. Holmes. She doesn't like that. Right. And so it was up to me to change that because, I, and I told her, I said, well, honey, I'm. this is me. This is what you married. How do you expect me to change uh, uh, who I am? You know, very, very, and again, another emotional response, but I had to realize when I speak out of passion and, and for my wife, it's all about tone. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me say something yeah. on that real quick. Um, something I, I hear a lot and quite frankly, I'm tired of hearing of it. <laughs> People are always like, 
well, if I get married, they can't expect me to change. Like, I'm not changing for nobody, man or female. This the topic of the show. You're blending two human beings into one unit. Yeah. You have something has to change, right? You can't. Absolutely. Everything is not going to perfectly fit. Hey, you know, you're a little round or around the edge over here. Let's smooth this out, or this piece doesn't quite fit. So maybe we need to trim it off. So we're going to have to maybe stop stop thinking of it as change, but we're going to have to adapt. We yeah. have to adapt. You adapt when you go to work, right? <laughs> you know, you talk to your 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 family, your 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 spouse is a certain way, but when you go into the office, well, hey Bob, how you doing today? Great yep. to see you. All right, thank yep. you, Bob. Oh, I have to stay late. <laughs> I'm just glad for the opportunity. Go home, leave you know, dishes on the sink. Get your butt down here and clean up this. So we adapt for someone that just pays us an hourly rate, but there has no investment in our us and our future, no love us, but we get home and it's like, oh, you want me to change? Nope. So that's just my personal preference is let's stop this. I'm not changing for nobody. Now there has to be certain, you know, restrictions right. on that, right? right. Boundaries. I mean, yeah. Boundaries. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we can make adjustments. Like in, in basketball, again, we're going to watch in a few minutes. They're going to make adjustments after halftime. <laughs> so adjust in your marriage and relationships. That, no, that's that's good stuff. Um, you know, uh, so, so CC. Mm-hmm. Touch on this one. I, I know Tristan. We talked about how you morph your 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 core business or your initial business in. It, you're now able to venture out and do more consulting work that I can absolutely and obviously see that you're passionate about. CC for mm-hmm. those women and men out there. Where did you get your start in coaching? Why do you do it? And how are you using your platform, even with the Suttons, the Suttons in the city and the John Maxwell program and you being this fashion icon that that and the dancing? How are you are you how are you using all that for your coaching platform? That's good. That's good. Um, it, it all started with, again, taking a big risk, uh, probably about four or five years ago. Now, I was sharing some marriage talk with a friend and she was like, you need to start blogging about this, put it in a book or something. And I was kind of like, don't everybody already know this already? (laughs) She was like, ma'am, no. So we need for you to go ahead and start putting that in the atmosphere. Just the things you're learning. You know, you don't have to be the expert. I am by about at that time I was by no means any kind of expert. But what people connect to is your life experiences, your transparency. And so I had to pray about it and I had to ask God, you know, I know the minute I start sharing, I'm basically opening up my marriage. And just like everybody else can see you being open, the enemy can see that too. And my biggest concern was, is if I open this up, what the devil going to do to my marriage, you know? And God just told me very plainly, you know, you do what I ask you to do and I'll take care of covering your marriage. And he's done just that. So the very first thing that I did was, is I just started sharing a little bit. And again, it wasn't to become a blogger. It wasn't to become some big influencer. It was really just to share my truths with other women who may be able to relate. And it turns out a lot of women (laughs) related a whole lot. And so as I was sharing in that space, I was also still living my life. I was also still finding out things about myself. Oh, okay. So I blog pretty well. Um, After that, I entered into a pageant. A pageant, pageantry is not even my thing. Modeling, I, I don't have a background in any of that. You know, I was a typical nerd and band, you know, wore my little glasses. I mean, 
I enjoyed life. But a friend of mine was like, let's just try this pageantry thing out. And I did somehow ended up winning it. And that set the platform for the modeling. But what I soon found in that, for me, it was like this modeling thing can be so vain. This is not me. Uh, I don't want to do this stuff. And so I started praying, you know, okay, well, God, obviously this is a gift that you gave me. So how can I utilize it? Well, he showed me that you can start utilizing this and being a voice for the everyday woman who she doesn't want to be vain, but she wants to feel good about herself. She wants to look good. So start attaching messages to these, you know, pictures that you're taking. You know, allow those to start being the images for your blog as you and Tristan are out doing your photo shoots for other things. Start using these images to communicate positive things about being a woman and uh, being a married woman. And so I started to bring those elements of pictures, just simple pictures into my blog space. So with that, I somehow found out about dancing. I'm not a dancer. I do not have a background in dancing. I just wanted something. At that time, I had a very bad accident. And I wanted something that could give me some, you know, relief with some of the pain that I was having, you know, with my neck and things. And so this dancing thing did that. Lo and behold, somehow I became pretty decent at that too. So as I'm finding out all these gifts much later on in life that I did not know I had, I'm sharing with women, hey, you have purpose outside of just being a mother. There are other gifts that you have not tapped into. And the biggest thing that you have to do is number one, you have to be okay with taking risks. Because again, I didn't have a background in any of those things. And I could have been embarrassed and you know not did well in them. But I would not have known if I had not tried them. So the biggest thing was, is I took risks. Number two, I surrounded myself with women who we poured into each other. Um, there are gifts that you have that you don't even know that you have, but other people can call those gifts out in you. So it's very important that you don't just go to work, go to church, go home. It's very important that you take some time to surround yourself with like-minded people because you'll soon discover that I have a few more gifts and talents than what I thought. No. The other component to that is, is I just had to make sure that my husband was on the same page because I'm going to tell you something. Tristan Good. was very candid with me one day and he said, you know, I'm just really not used to having to share you with the community, with all these elements, you know, right. and right. you get this jealous place in their, in their heart. It's OK. I'm his wife. He married me. He married all this other stuff. So I really had to take the time to explain to him the importance of these things to me. And that's what I tell women. Help your husband to understand that this is more than just a hobby to kill time. You know, this is something that helps me feel alive. This is something that helps me get through the work week. It relaxes me. It helps me to feel like I still have an identity in our marriage. Because the last thing that any married man wants is a bitter wife because she feels like she poured everything into that man but she didn't have the chance to really cultivate her gifts. Absolutely. So to answer your question, I've taken all these elements and I've helped women to see how it's important that you not only have that time with your husband, but you have that time to cultivate your gifts as well. It's really, really important. And here's how you do it. Love it. So, hey, y'all, this is the team. I believe your tagline is making marriage great again. Is that correct? That's yes. Correct. Man, so... Yeah, you've got it. I think this is one of these episodes you're going to have to listen to a couple of times in its entirety because there have been nuggets of gold, of platinum, of of. I mean, uh, this has been some good stuff, guys. So I'm going to ask another deep question, right? 
Um, where do you see yourself in 40 years? All right, I would assume you'll be approaching 70 or 80. Oh my gosh. Where do you see yourself? Because, and the reason why I say this, if you have the discussion about being philanthropic, which I think is so invaluable because you're gonna create sons and daughters through that philanthropy that are gonna be connected to you through the blessing of your wealth. Um, where do you see yourselves in 80, you know, when you're 80? Well, when I'm 80, I plan on being a uh, platinum member of AARP and have a black car when I go to Denny's for the early birds. <laughs> You know, I see myself on, oh, let me explain man. this. I see myself on Oprah status in the legacy that we will have developed. And by the time, hopefully we go on to glory, it will be a lasting legacy that when you say our name, you know, from any corner of the earth, you know, I think big, um, it will resonate with anybody cross-culturally, you know, men and women, it will just be, I don't know what that legacy is going to be, but I, I'm confident that whatever that is, we're, we've already started to, um, to develop that. But I just want some, one day someone told me, you know, how are you going to leave a legacy if you don't have kids? And I'm, I'm, I'm doing my darnest to prove that to them that you can leave a legacy outside of just not having children. You know, we know plenty of people who don't have children, but um, for, for us, it's about leaving just such a solid legacy and being able to live comfortably and still continue to share. John Maxwell inspires me in a sense, this man is getting up there in age, but he is still going around there. He's now pouring, he's making many John Maxwell's. I'd love to see many CCs and many Tristans and marriages that are flourishing and we're sharing and we're helping other marriages to grow. You know, I really feel like that's where our legacy is going to be in the space of turning that 50% number around. Showing how marriage really can be happy and fulfilling and lasting. Um, that's what I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm in that age range. I want to be in a financial position where I can just bless others and not have to worry about it. Yeah. You know, whether it be with time and knowledge and not have to worry about consulting fees or even if it's just I see someone in need, be able to just bless them. And not expected in return. So, you know, by 80, I would love to be in that position. Yeah. And I want that to be my legacy as someone that uh, really cared. You know, my motto is all ships rise. Yeah. So y'all can hashtag that, hashtag that all ships rise. And what that means is if we're a collective um, unit of boats in the same body of water working together, when the, the tide rises, we all rise together. But if you're over here in the Atlantic, you're over there in Pacific, and then when this one rises, I can't help you, but if we're all working together as a unit, then we can all be blessings to each other on the way up. That's that's excellent. Um, and just to let y'all know, I've taken that from Tristan, and I give him credit. Now, after the second time, it's it's really my quote. Um, but I give him notes because I've tagged him on it. I love that. I see, at least we give him credit where credit is due and then it's ours to take, but um, all shit tries. And I love that analogy. It's such a great visual um, 
analogy of, of working together. And, you know, I, I love um, always stating this. When you serve with no expectation of anything in return, it's funny how you leave your DNA, you leave an imprint of your mind, your, your spirit with that person or that group. And I'm telling you right now, the reason why I love this platform is 80 years from now, because Facebook ain't going nowhere. Now there might be a new, Facebook ain't going nowhere. I want people to be looking back on this program and seeing something that could help them when they're starting their business 40 years from now. They can say, you know what? I see Cece doing it. I see Tristan doing it. And, and you know what? We can make it as well. So this is why this is so beautiful that you've allowed me to encapsulate all this knowledge in about an hour and, and five minutes because, um, man, you guys are special people. I, I, I didn't know a lot of the things I, I know um, now, and I think this is what's pretty cool. So, y'all, I just want you to know, um, Blended Family Playbook listeners, my family, y'all are going to have to, if you're joining in a little late, I want you to listen to this program because both of these amazing people um, have really been very transparent. And what was that one that I really liked um, that you said? Oh, and th- oh, oh, Lord! I look, I miss so much now. Um, let me show. I'm missing up on on some of these. Uh, oh man, Here, what's that one? You you. Um, I'm trying to find. It. I'm gonna repost it. Oh, it's first gym. Um, no, it was this. Oh, it was the philanthropic one. leader. Oh, that that's that's a huge one. But this one right here was the latest one. What people connect with is your transparency and your experience. Mm. Oh, that's a good one, y'all. If you want to make it in today's world, being a business leader, social media, a great father, mother, person, wife, husband, but you want to really connect with business. You want to connect your coaching practice. That's it right there in a nutshell. People connect with your transparency and they can tell when you're being fake and people connect with your experience. So if you're one of those people that doesn't like to share your history, the good and the bad, all you want to do is share the good. You're not going to make it. Mm. You're not going to make it. And the philanthropic thing. So, guys, as we we're getting ready to end the broadcast. But I, I think this is, again, a seminal point that is so huge and I love it. About at 620, and you can read through the, the, the feed, they made a choice during the plan, the game plan of their marriage, where they said, you know what, what would make us most happy? And I believe, Cece, you said you asked Tristan, what would make you most happy? I did. I did. Or, or being a philanthropist, meaning you can give back and you chose philanthropy. And I love the fact that you guys made that choice because me and you both know, people listen to know, oh, it, it, it's it, it's almost like you're a pariah when you don't mm-hmm. have children. And I just love the fact that you were, you had courage, you were brave hearts in the fact that you said, you know, this is how we're gonna live our life successfully. And I'm seeing it. We're all seeing it before our eyes. You would not be here if you had a, chosen different. Sure. You know what I mean? That's what's so awesome about destiny. So I just appreciate you guys being so transparent. Um, Y'all, that's a, that's seminal. That's, that's humongous. I want y'all to share this broadcast. Okay. 
Um, again, great nuggets of information. Tristan and Cece, how can people get in contact with you? What is the best way? I want to list that right now. Um, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? On Facebook and Instagram and all that fun stuff at CC two C's, the wife coach. And just for your people, I'd love to connect with you personally. Feel free to invite me on Facebook as well under C dot C dot Sutton. Ah. And they can go to my website, Tristan Sutton consulting.com. That's T is in Tom, R I S T E N S U T T O N consulting. Com. I may have Taria help me set up that whole text message, get a free book yes, situation. That's so, hot. You know, all ships rise, you know, all ships rise. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm just letting you know, Tristan, if I had known you didn't know that already, I would have been and shared it with you. But here it is again, guys. Um, Taria is who helped me um, look at Be Live. And as Be Live has continued to evolve their platform, if you're looking at doing Facebook Live, um, be Live is a great platform because all of this stuff, Taria and her team built the templates. You see the blended family guy and how it looks very professional. It's all built through this BeLive.tv portal. You see they just added this new uh, call to action on the bottom. All this is driving people <clears throat> to your site. It's making you look professional. It's the social proof that you need. But I'm just letting you know, this has been an amazing conversation, Cece and Tristan. And I and thank you. Um, you know what, Taria? Uh, oh, whoa, here's my dad. Here's the man that makes it happen for me. Oh, honored. Hey, daddy. Hey, daddy. <laughs> this is my dad. This is the man who I believe dad is 71 and he doesn't mind you telling his age still gets up at like 5.30 religiously every morning. And Tristan, I want to say that he's almost a, a philanthropist in his own right because he's retired from 44 years working for Lockheed Martin, the government. And after he retired, moved to Dallas. <laughs> he's amazing. You know, he, don't, he, doesn't, he only works because he wants to, and he works in a program that helps at-risk youth. So he's giving back his time. And so... Uh, uh, man, this is, this is, this is pops right here. The man with the plan. And again, my amazing mother, that's why you don't see crystal CC. She wants okay. so to have lunch, you and her, and y'all are going to talk about, um, some things she's doing in the fashion industry. And it's going to be on me, wherever y'all want to go eat. Yes. You are getting together. Um, that's right. <laughs> Come on, and it's on me, Tristan. It's gonna be on me. Stage forty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah. So, so th this has just been a great show. This is gonna be a great show. No, no. Um, you know, and again, Taria, all ships rise, right? I mean, um, Taria is now doing. I think I've again good work. The social proof is here. She's done all this. She's doing uh, a couple of other. Um, clients now that I've uh, shared her her good work with, but this has been awesome. I, I just got to say this has been awesome. Tristan, who are y'all taking? Cece, who are y'all taking tonight? Who's winning, Golden State or Cleveland? We're going with Lebanon, James. Come on, Lebanon. Lebanon. Hopefully, Jr. can get it right this time. <laughs> now, so you're, my dad, he really likes you now. We're still waiting on um, Drake's comeback. Don't, don't stay woke. 
Oh, Jesus. All right, I got to let y'all go. Y'all, you know, Tristan, I'm telling you, you missed your second calling, man. Um, I have enjoyed this thoroughly. We're going to have to do this again. And next time, I want to do a social media makeover live. And what we'll do is um, figure out. Cut me, man. <laughs> We're gonna do it. One of your. We're gonna show people. Oh, this is gonna be good. All right. We're gonna do. We're gonna do some around that, Tristan. We we have to. Um, this is gonna be good, oh, Tristan. I don't know if we make it through the broadcast. Uh, <laughs> you 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 cut up, and you'll be having me laugh. But I I want to do a social media makeover. Um, with someone live on this platform, and you kind of dissect where they can do better. Okay. You know what I mean? Cece, I'm going to let you and Crystal um, have one of these shows where y'all talk about um, fashion because that is her passion. Um, I would love to see y'all be live at a boutique and just just figure out a topic and y'all go through it because I think y'all would be fired. Yes. Um, yes. So I, I'm excited. Y'all, y'all, you guys have really blessed me. I believe the people listening and will be listening. And as you know, Tristan, you're a Facebook uh expert. I'm gonna be boosting this. Um Ooh, and we're gonna run ads. We're not gonna boost, we're gonna run ads. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm um, saying the few words. It's Sunday. She see she is Tari is going, I'm in trouble. I said the wrong yeah. word. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, Taria. I already told you straight like that, Marcus. Don't lead them astray. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hear from Taria on our on our Wednesday evening call. I'm gonna hear it, y'all. We're gonna be running some ads for this because we want people to see it. Um, uh, and and here we got Taria saying, "Yeah, Taria, I know I'm in trouble, but I want y'all to know this has been an awesome show. Awesome, awesome show, y'all." Find these people, Tristan, the, the the wizard, all right, if you need insurance, all right, or if you need some Facebook ad help, or you need both. And remember, he doesn't commingle the two, but if you need both, go to him. If you are a wife and you need a coach, you need to get with Cece. I love you guys. Thank you for your transparency. Okay? All right. Hey. Family, Golden State is winning the series 4-0. I said it right here. No. Uh, no. We were doing so well. We were about to end so on a high well. note. Okay, all right. I'm just telling that's, you, all right. That's, that's light skin sticking together. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> pound cake is sticking together today. The pound cake brothers are sticking together. All right, oh, so okay. I love y'all, man. Y'all know take Black women love chocolate, though. Oh, here we go. We love you, too, and thank you so much for having us on the show. We really appreciate it. Y'all take care. Have a great evening. Thank you so much. Blended Family Playbook, we'll see you next week. We got another uh, another great guest. Talk to you soon.